Hi, this is Anthony Airedale, host of Kids in Cars, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for a four-month-old, Zaley Fryer, white female, 2 foot 11, 12 pounds, brown eyes, brown hair. Zaley was last seen on May 1st, 2011. She has a brown birthmark on her right leg and went missing from Millersville, Tennessee. If you know of Zaley's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Zaley Fryer, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Network. And today on our show, we're actually going to be talking about a fantastic charity right here in Arizona. And it's one I've actually had personally the chance to work with. So it's been pretty cool being able to experience it firsthand and everything like that. But they're Kitchen on the Street, and we're going to be talking with Lisa Scarpinato, who is actually the co-founder. So I think that's pretty cool that we get to do that today. So how are you doing today, Lisa? I'm good, Maddie. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. <laughs> so why don't we jump right into it? Tell me how did Kitchen on the Street get started? Well, in 2006, my husband and daughter and I were looking for a way to serve our community, and we weren't sure who we were supposed to serve or how it was supposed to look. And mm -hmm. so one night, some friends of ours came for dinner, just another family, Dennis Cagle and his wife and daughter. And I said to Dennis, who was a school principal, hey, how's your school year going? I thought he was going to talk about attendance or, you know, yeah. any of those things that have to do with school, and he didn't. Um, in all honesty, he began to cry, and when the tears were rolling down his face, he talked about watching a girl in his school go around the cafeteria and pick up leftover food. Kids had, you know, taken bites out of pizza or sandwiches mm -hmm. and left it or put it in the trash, and she went and picked it up, and that just broke my heart, and when he told me why um, that was really meaningful. He said that she was a refugee here and that yeah. she, like many other uh, children, didn't have a good source of food on weekends. They got breakfast and lunch at school, but no other food. And so at that point, my husband and daughter and I, we looked at each other and we went, now we know who we're supposed to serve and what it's supposed to look like. So that night we started the process of investigating and starting mm -hmm. a nonprofit organization. And uh, we created what's called a bag of hope, which is a backpack of food that children take home on Friday. They pick it up at school, carry it home, and eat it on the weekend and then they're ready to uh, come back to school Monday ready to learn their bodies properly fueled with good nutrition awesome I think that's so great and I've actually had the chance to help out with that so yeah. I know that we do quite a few things with the whole process of creating those bags of hope and I think it's wonderful that you're doing that thanks for coming you and your friends have been fabulous and oh. we just love it when you come thank you it's so much fun I love doing it so what is kitchen on the streets main mission to you our main mission is turning hunger into hope one child at a time. Mm -hmm. We do that through our bags of hope, but we also uh, provide fresh food to families. We have a partnership with a local food bank here. Mm -hmm. And so once a month, they bring out about 10,000 pounds of fresh food, nutritious stuff like 
potatoes and lettuce and tomato and things that are really expensive in the grocery store that a lot of uh, families struggling mm -hmm. uh, with income have a problem being able to afford. And so we're really happy that we can provide that to them because not only is it good food, but it gives them the opportunity to cook that food together and have good fellowship and fun while they eat it. Yeah, that sounds great. So also one of my other questions is how long has Kitchen on the Street been helping feed the community? Because I know that, you know, it's a big job sometimes and I bet it is with everything that goes into it. So just how long has it been? Well, on September 2nd of 2006, that's the night we heard the story mm -hmm. and uh, we started our paperwork for the nonprofit. It took us until about um, the spring of 2007 to get all of our paperwork done. It kind of takes a while to get things started. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. our first uh, bag of Hope went out on Labor Day weekend in 2007. So we've just completed our fifth year of service to the community. Oh, great. That sounds good. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> it's a big milestone for us. We're really grateful to be part of it. Oh, yeah, I bet. So also, I know that with everything that goes into it, and you know, sometimes it's not all that easy, like I said, and sometimes we need help. So what are some volunteer opportunities that are available to the public or somebody that who's, you know, interested in your mission and wants to actually be there in the action and everything? The first thing they can do is visit our website. It's kitchenonthestreet.org and they can join our mailing list. We have an email list that goes out once a month and we tell folks about volunteer opportunities. So they might be able to sign up to come and pack backpacks of food or they might be able to come and help distribute that fresh food. They could also email us from our website and get information on ways that they can lead events or, um, or rally their friends, maybe a social group like they play soccer and they have a team or, you know, their school or something like that. We have mm -hmm. great ideas. They can collect spare change. They can host food drives. They could just do all kinds of really fun, creative things to get their friends aware of the fact that there's hunger in our community and then to help them realize that everyone can make a difference. No matter how old you are, you have the power to make a difference in someone else's life. Awesome. That sounds great. I'm sure a lot of us who, you know, now know that will take advantage of that. And I'm sure you'll very much appreciate all that help. So very much appreciate it. Yes. That'd be awesome. Thank you. You're listening to the Voice America Kid Network. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game. And right now we're talking with Lisa still. But, um... We're actually just focusing on Kitchen on the Street and all the missions and different things like that because, you know, there is hunger in our community and we want to stop that in some way. And this is the perfect charity to do so. They're doing so much work for it. And I am so glad that they do. So also, what are some types of people that Kitchen on the Street helps? Is it just kids and students or is it adults or families in general? Well, our Bags of Hope primarily target um, food insecure children in our mm -hmm. schools. We have 17 partner schools around the valley right now, so a 1,000 students every Friday in those schools pick up a backpack and take it home. And those are kids who are on the free and reduced breakfast and lunch program, so they get assistance at school, meaning meals Monday through Friday, but nothing on weekends. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there's one in four Arizona kids that struggles with food insecurity. So if you think about that, that's a pretty high number, mm -hmm. one in four. And then our food distributions really target families, and they're those same families. Their income is 185% below the poverty level or what the government has decided is poverty level. So to give you an example of that, for a family of four, they mm -hmm. live on less than $21,000 a year. They figure out how to pay all their bills on $21,000 a year, mm -hmm. but most of the time, food is not part of that because there's just not enough to go around. Of course. So mm -hmm. we try to target families that have children and then specifically children through our backpack program. 
Great. And also, I know that since you target primarily the children that need the food, and of course, it helps them be able to be active in school and different things like that. But what have you seen that the food actually affects them in school as for their education? Do you see improvement or where do you see anything? Absolutely. Um, Kids that uh, struggle with food insecurity, when they get to class, uh, they have issues and struggles with behavior Mm -hmm. and with attendance. Most often when you're not properly, um, we we don't get proper nutrition, then you have more health issues. And so a lot of times you can't attend school. If you can't attend school regularly, you can't learn. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of that. And so we really look at um, at things like how is their behavior improved? How's their attendance improved? And then if those two things have improved, then most likely their grades have improved and they've scored higher on tests. One of our schools, uh, when we went in, six months later, the principal mm-hmm. called me in and she said, hey, I just want to let you know, we've had all kinds of programs all, you know, for our students for about 10 years now, and you're the only organization that ever thought about feeding them on the weekends. And I want to tell you what happened. We used to be an underperforming school, mm-hmm. and we just tested, and now we're an overperforming school. So it made huge dis- difference in their lives and the life of the entire community of the school. And we were so grateful to know that because we could tell at that point we were making a difference. Oh, yeah, of course, especially when it comes to the point where you're underperforming. It's like a dramatic difference. And that's where you really see like, okay, this is actually helping. It's not just something that we're throwing out there. Exactly. And with the underperforming, that school had kind of been on a program um, Mm -hmm. of improvement. And if they didn't improve, then they were told they were going to shut down. So it was a major difference for the entire community to know that that school test, the test scores of the individual kids had improved, meaning their life is going to be different. But then the whole community, because the school can continue continue to be open for those families. Mm -hmm. The teachers still have jobs, just so many different implications all the way around. Oh yeah, especially since the cycle of one thing shuts down, then it can shut down a lot of other things. So you definitely made a big difference in that. Yay, we're happy. (laughs) Yeah. So also, I know that there are different types of things that Kitchen on the Street offers to people who need food, food, whether it's um, actually your mobile food truck that you do have, which we can get into as well, because I know that's one of the big things that's happened with Kitchen on the Street just recently. And then also, I know that with me, I've actually had the experience to actually serve the people and help them get food. So why don't you tell us about those things? Well, um, you're right. We did. We got a grant from the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Mm -hmm. they provided us with a beautiful mobile kitchen or food truck. And uh, we're going to use that um, to generate funds. So we'll take it places and charge you know, a fee for food. But um, when we're not doing that, what we'll be doing with it is we'll be taking it into communities where families struggle with food insecurity and we'll be using it to feed them, give them free food, and we'll take it to our schools and we'll use it as a classroom. So we'll do nutrition and food and cooking Mm -hmm. classes for those families so they understand how to properly put food together so that it meets their nutritional need. Awesome. That sounds great. So I know also actually serving the food to people. What is that like? Because I've actually had the experience too. And it's great, you know, being able to talk with them, especially when, you know, some of the kids, they're kind of closed at first. But when you say hi, it's like, wow, they open up and different things like that. So how do you kind of coordinate everything that goes into planning that? The school community is really important for that planning. Uh, We do that food distribution the same Saturday of every month at the same time. Because Mm -hmm. when you live in poverty, you know, there are a lot of things going on that we don't all think about. But one of them is scheduling. And when you have so many other things on your mind, it's really hard to remember, oh, yeah, next week 
is when the food distribution is and it's not the same every week, you know, oh, yeah. and so how am I going <laughs> to remember to get there? So if we do it at the same time, it's really important and we get more attendance. But I really appreciate you talking about your experience as a volunteer and mm-hmm. looking in the eyes of the people that you hand the food to. I think that's my favorite part is getting to know them. We've been doing that for two years. And so we have friends that, you know, come there now and they are so sweet. They give us Christmas cards oh, and, you know, yeah. yeah, you can tell we've made a difference in their life and we love them. And so it's really, they've become like our friends and just because they don't have food doesn't mean they're any different than we are. It just means there's, you know, maybe less money in their bank account right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we just value them as people and we appreciate the fact that we get to spend one Saturday a month with them, giving them food, talking about what that food's going to do, how they're going to cook it all those good things. Awesome. That sounds so amazing. So I know we're going to have more questions to talk about Kitchen on the Street because there's so many more great things about it. But let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game, of course, and this is on the Voice America Kids Network. So we're still talking with Kitchen on the Street, and we've been talking about a lot of things that they've been involved with the community for so long and what they're doing with that. But um, why don't we retouch on the fact just that um, what is Kitchen on the Street's main focus? Our main focus is turning hunger into hope one child at a time. Mm-hmm. Great. And we do that through backpacks of food called Bags of Hope and fresh food uh, to families in need. 
Awesome. That sounds great. So everybody that just tuned in now, or if they just want to retouch on what Kitchen on the Street is all about, then that is definitely it. So we're very excited to talk about all of that. And I know that the types of people that we are talking about that you actually provide to is primarily the kids that are underfed and they need more help in schools and different things like that. But our whole purpose is to do hunger overall and then to help families, of course. Absolutely. Um, the average is one in six American children mm -hmm. uh, struggles with food insecurity. For the state of Arizona, we're the second poorest state in the nation. So one in four Arizona children struggles with food insecurity. But you can probably tell from watching, um, you know, the Food Network and different uh, oh, yeah. organizations, Feeding America is doing a great job of advertising this issue, more so to educate people on, on the fact that there's hunger and that it's so quiet. I mean, it's really, I think, humbling to have to turn to your neighbor or someone else and say, hey, we don't have enough food to eat. Because I think parents feel like maybe they're failing by not being able to provide that to their children. So it's a real personal issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad to see in the last few years that uh, big organizations have taken this on and they're really educating our, uh, our community or our country as a whole mm -hmm. on this issue. Awesome. That sounds great. And I know that, you know, there are various charities, of course, or programs that do support, you know, turning the hunger into hope and giving children what they need is the food. But of course, yours is much different. So why do you think that Kitchen on the Street overall is a unique organization compared to others? Because I know you guys, I've seen you do a lot of work and it's really fast paced and all the time and different things like that. And I think that's awesome. But what is your kind of take on that? You know, um, really, it takes so many different organizations together to combat hunger in a community. Mm -hmm. uh, we're very thankful to be uh, friends and partners and working alongside the different uh, food banks and organizations that are doing this. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that make us different are our bags of hope include only individually portioned items. So if you have a second or a third grader who's taking home a bag of food, they don't have an entire can of food that they, first of all, have to open on their own. Um, and then they have to figure out what's the right portion for me to eat. And then they have to save the rest for later. Mm -hmm. Ours is just an individual uh, 7.5 uh, uh, ounce meal mm -hmm. and they pop it open and they can eat it like it is. It doesn't have to be cooked. There's nothing to be left over. That's the right size for them. So it kind of promotes healthy eating sure. as much as possible on shelf stable food. That's one thing. And each one of our bags of hope also include a note with information on more food resources that that child and their family can go to usually within walking distance mm -hmm. of their school. So we really try to let them know that we're not their only food source. They do have other options and we want to promote that so that they can be self-sustaining. You know, like I mentioned, it's kind of embarrassing maybe to, to know that you need food, but if you're able to figure out how to get it on your own without, you know, people having to come to you and say, Hey, we know that you don't have food that mm -hmm. kind of maybe helps with that issue and yeah. helps people to feel a little bit better about themselves. So we try to do that. Of course, that sounds amazing. So I know that also that you were saying is basically how you're trying to combat that, you know, with all the helps of others and different things like that. But also, what do you see in the kids when they have the bags of hope? Because I've actually heard a few stories about that and how they react, you know, just being able to kind of take that worry from them because, you know, there's all this other stuff they need to worry about, like academics and different things. And food is one less thing for them to actually worry at such a young age at. You know, when we talk to some of the kids that take home bags of hope, mm -hmm. um, their response is really awesome. It brings tears to my eyes every time I get the chance to meet them. But one of the things they say is, I have freedom now. 
And, you know, that really is eye-opening to me because if you think about it, 85% of the kids who take home our bags are pre-kindergarten through fourth grade. And so if you start thinking about a fourth grader using the word freedom or feeling free, oh, yeah. that's really kind of odd in a way, but I think it's really clear. It clearly states what it's like to live in poverty. You feel almost bound, like you have so many pressures and so much weight. And so that makes me sad to know that kids less than fourth grade feel like that. Mm-hmm. But it makes me really happy to know that just giving them food makes them feel free. And like you said, you know, they're, they're not stressed anymore about that issue. Now mm-hmm. they can just live like every other kid. They could just be normal like everyone else. Awesome. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're still talking with Kitchen on the Street, and there's so much more to talk about. But I know that just on a general note that you're saying, of course, hunger is a big issue, not only in our country, but all over the world, just as a matter of fact. And why do you think it's such a big issue? And why are we having the chance to target it now? Because I think it's great that we are, but, you know, just for people to understand more about it. I think that, you know, around the world, hunger in third world countries has Mm -hmm. always been something we've known about here in America. But um, the last few years, there are more and more people hungry. And I think a lot of it has to do with our economy. Obviously, it's really difficult to get jobs. And if you don't have a good education, which it costs money to get an education. (laughs) So if you don't have that education, it's really hard to find jobs. And so then again, you don't have the money to buy everything you need to buy and feed your family. So um, it is I agree with you. It's a great opportunity for us to educate people in America and other countries on the fact that we have this issue here. And if we can focus on fixing it here, we can be a much stronger uh, society and presence. And then we can go to other countries and really make a difference for them too. Good. That sounds awesome. So I know that, you know, we're talking about, you know, there's so much hope for this cause just by all the organizations coming together, all the programs doing what they do really makes it sustainable and able to do actually everything that goes on through it. But what would your advice be if somebody wants to pursue something that you're doing, whether creating a program like this or whether they just want to go out and do some of their charity based organizations and work with them? Well, um, I would say educate yourself. Mm -hmm. You can use the internet to do that. You can Google just about anything in the world today, and one of them is Hunger in America. You can get a lot of really good information. And then other organizations will show up on that search, and you can decide if they're a good fit for you, meaning do they have you know, the right kind of programs that I think are going to reach the people. Uh, and if that's the case, then volunteer. Absolutely volunteer. The other thing that you can do is um, rally your friends Figure out how to do something creative to make a difference. And, you know, maybe it's collecting gift cards so that, you know, you could give them to an organization and they'll be able to either buy food with them for families or they'll give them directly to the families to be able to purchase food. Again, that makes those folks that um, are maybe a little bit embarrassed, it makes them feel a little bit more comfortable in the Mm -hmm. fact that they're getting help. So I would just suggest um, get out there and do something. Everybody can make a difference. Awesome. Great advice. So also, um, what personally got you interested? I know you said that it was all about the principal and you just kind of seeing that issue come out and then you knew what to do about it. And it's kind of seemed like a full-time charity now, don't you think, as a job part. So on your part, since it's being a full-time job, how hard is it for you or what is kind of some of the difficulties that you can run into or what are your needs for it really? 
It is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. uh, when we first started, the first four years, uh, I had a full-time job and did this on the side. And then at that point, we had about, I think, 500 kids taking home Bags of Hope every week. Mm -hmm. And when you have to coordinate the food orders and setting up um, events for people to come to volunteer to put that food together mm -hmm. and finding the volunteers and then getting the food to the schools and then, you know, that whole cycle, trying to find money to pay for the food, it becomes a full-time job. So those are some of the things I do on a regular basis. Um, you know, I probably probably start work about seven every day and mm -hmm. probably end about six. And um, then we have events on Fridays and Saturdays. So it's a very full-time job. Yes. Um, you have to have a lot of energy to do it. And you have to have really good people like you Thank who are you. willing to say, yes, I'm coming and actually come to the event and mm -hmm. work really hard. That sounds good. So for anybody that really wants to help, we could just get out there and do that then. So Absolutely. And you know, there are a couple other organizations that came to mind. Your mm -hmm. um, listeners can look up YSA.org and they can look up DoSomething.org. Mm -hmm. Those are two uh, websites that give grants to young people who are interested in making a difference in their community. A lot of times they have grants specifically for um, uh, combating hunger, but they have a variety of other grants too, just for whatever their passion might be. Maybe it's, you know, making a going more green or a oh, variety yeah. of other things. So those two websites are really awesome resources for your, uh, your listeners to check out. Wonderful. I think that we can definitely take advantage of that, especially since I love the fact that they're not just things in one state that you can do, but there's things in every state and all over the world, whether it's a nationwide country, it's a national platform kind of type of charity based organization, or it's just something right there in your community that really takes advantage of the whole hunger and then doing something about it. Absolutely. There's one more thing that your, your listeners can do. They okay. can get to, get on our website, kitchenonthestreet.org, mm -hmm. and they can take a look at it and give it to their principal or someone at their school and suggest that they take a field trip to Kitchen on the Street because mm -hmm. what they can do is maybe host a food drive or something beforehand and then bring all the things that they've collected to our facility and they can pack backpacks, you know, as like a school event. It's a lot of fun. You know it's a lot of fun. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> uh, and then they've learned something. Thing. We have a lot of fun things we do with them when they show up. We play games with them to kind of educate them on what it looks like to have a budget and how hard it is to manage money when catastrophes happen. And um, and so it's a really good experience. It's about two, and two to two and a half hours long. And again, they get out of school, so that should be fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome, though. I'm sure that everybody would love to do that. So thank you. Absolutely. We'd love to have them. Okay, Awesome. So let's take a break. We still have more questions. Of course, you know me. But I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
work. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Maddie Rose. This is the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Network. So we have our last segment with Kitchen on the Street, and it's been really great talking so far with Lisa and the different things that Kitchen on the Street is doing for just about everything there in the community to combat hunger and really make a difference for the kids and the families all together. So I know we touched on this just a little bit, but why don't you explain more about why do you enjoy being a part of Kitchen on the Street's purpose and What's your favorite part about that? Because it has to be fun doing it. You must love it. It is really fun. Probably the most, um, the, what I get the most pleasure out of mm-hmm. is is interacting with the people that we're serving, that our programs are meeting the needs of. So that food distribution that you go to and you talked about handing out food directly to people, oh, yeah. it's the getting to know them. And even though it might be hard, um, one of our friends, Sylvia, she's uh, probably 80, um, I've known her for about a year and a half now. And a couple months ago, she shared that she lives in her car. Mm-hmm. And while that's really hard to hear, at the same time, it's been really good to get to know her. I see her around town at different places, um, you know, where maybe she's, you know, at the grocery store and she does have a few dollars that she can buy something. And so um, sometimes, you know, I get to help out with that or, we, you know, you could kind of do it out in the shadows. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it just to be in their lives and to know that we're making a difference and uh, for them to have uh, the the comfortableness with us to share their situation so that, you know, we could maybe keep them in our thoughts and prayers or we could do anything that we can to make life a little bit more enjoyable for them. Oh, yeah, of course. And also, I know a lot of the times when people think about community service, of course, it's going to be work and helping out the, you know, the charities that do need it. And I think it's really great when people um, from all ages really go out and actually do that type of work and really give back to the community in any way they can. And sometimes it's like, what the best reward out of it. And I think that it's just making a difference. So I know that that's kind of how you feel as well. So for other people that really want to get out in the community, like you said, you can just do it and then it'll really just make a difference altogether. That one smile means Mm -hmm. the world. And you know, it, um, sometimes when you think about getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning to meet a food truck, (laughs) it's not that exciting on a Saturday. You'd rather be sleeping in, but when you get that one smile from someone or that one handshake or that one, God bless you makes all the difference in the world. So kind of makes it all worth it. It does. Mm -hmm. And we try to make it fun for our volunteers. Uh So since you've been a volunteer, I'll ask you, um, was it a lot of hard work or 
did it seem like a lot of hard work or it just seemed more like fun? You know, I think that's everybody's kind of speculation at first is that they'll be like, oh, waking up at 630 in the morning and getting there is kind of like, you know, that kind of thing. But I really love community service and I love helping the community in any way I can, whether it's my platform, it's for other platforms. I just like helping people and making a difference. But being able to actually because this was my first time handing out it to the people actually there because I've helped you, you know, pack the bags of hope that will soon go to a child who needs it but being able to actually interact with them was such a different experience and another level of it that I really enjoyed it and I think you're doing a great job of making it fun because I think it was very nice and not just because I was at the dessert table part but but it was fun altogether but I love seeing all the people and saying hi to the kids especially when they talk back to you and they're you know just happy to be there and happy to get the food and get what they need. Yeah, it's kind of funny to see um, kids, you know, fourth or third or second mm-hmm. grade and have them be excited about getting tomatoes or getting lettuce. I mean, that's not something we generally think about. Oh, yeah. But um, in their situation, um, it is. And mm-hmm. so they're thrilled to have it and they know they're going to have something to eat that night. So it's really meaningful. And the volunteers usually do a great job. And the more you talk to the people as they come mm-hmm. through the line, the more enjoyment you have because their face lights up. They talk to you. It's just more like... Um, like just a social event as mm-hmm. opposed to a lot of hard work at oh yeah of at course. some community event so yeah i agree so also i know that kitchen on the street has you know changed lives like from your perspective and different things but also just your team on kitchen on the street how do they all work together to really change the lives of course it takes a lot of planning and different things like that because it's not just like okay we want to have an event here and we'll do that it's like everything else has to go into it it is hard work but the reward is definitely worth it Absolutely. Uh, We have a board of directors. That's Mm -hmm. a group of people that um, think the same way we do about about serving the community and the whys behind it. And so we meet on a monthly basis and talk about the finances that we need to find and how we're going to do that, our best way to go about that. And then uh, we talk about what events we need to have coming up, what Mm -hmm. good groups we should have come alongside us, and then partnerships within the community so that we're educating people and we're also um, inviting them to be our partner financially and volunteer-wise and things like that. So uh, it's a it's a lot of work in all honesty. <laughs> um, last year we had about 1,800 people come through the doors and volunteer with us. Wow. So if you think about that, only on weekends, a couple Saturdays a month, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So big community support, I have to say that too. That's great. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're talking about Kitchen on the Street and all that they do. So we've been really talking about, you know, just the whole purpose of Kitchen on the Street, what they do, you know, the types of people that help out. It's just people who really have a passion to do so and give back to the community. So I think everybody should take a moment and really, you know, look at Kitchen on the Street and what they do and maybe do some work in their own community. If you don't live close in Arizona, then of course there are multiple multiple opportunities to do so. And I know that you mentioned that the Arizona Diamondbacks actually helped Kitchen on the Street too, but I know you also mentioned that you're partnered up with different things, like either it's the food banks and different things that can provide the families with food when, you know, Kitchen on the Street isn't there at that moment. So can you mention some of those types of food banks and how you've been able to work with them? 
Absolutely. Uh, Desert Mission Food Bank Mm -hmm. in Sunny Slope and the St. Mary's Food Bank are two of our partners. And um, they provide us great friendship in that, you know, they're um, a little bit more advanced in the feeding people Mm -hmm. kind of thing. A lot more advanced in all honesty. (laughs) Um, And uh, and we're just, you know, young in in this whole thing and Mm -hmm. just learning as we go. So they've been good mentors for us. And they've also helped us out with either food or, you know, those big containers, those uh, cardboard containers that you put your food in, you know, at a food drive or something. They give us those. Um, just, you know, connecting us with other uh, events that might go on so that we could educate ourselves further. Mm-hmm. We um, not only are partnered with them, but there are some really great corporations here in Arizona that uh, give back to the community. Discount Tire Company is one of them. I can't say enough about their community service and the fact that they're so interested in making an impact uh, in the state that, you know, they, they represent. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mr. Bruce Hawley, the, uh, owner and founder of that organization is just so giving. And so I would encourage people to tell your parents to (laughs) buy your tires at discount tire company, but there's a lot of other ones, you know, um, obviously, um, but, but they've been a group that have really come alongside us and partnered with us in a variety of ways. So I had to mention them. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. So I think that's really great that everybody's really coming together because, you know, it's as simple as a place that sells tires and different things. You wouldn't think that, but they're combating hunger. Well, you could do a lot with, you know, just one thing and actually getting out there. So I think it's great that you've been able to partner with quite a few people. We're excited. It's made all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah, of course. So also, I have to ask, like, I know that Kitchen on the Street, had, you know, you just had your milestone of the five years. So, but where do you see Kitchen on the Street in five years? Because, of course, this is going to be a charity that continues to grow and flourish and just there's more plans to work for. So what do you want to see or what are some of your future plans that you'd like to actually do with Kitchen on the Street? That's a really good question. Um, We try to be open to opportunities Mm -hmm. that come to us and uh, really evaluate if they're uh, part of our mission statement or not, that turning hunger into hope one child at a time. Um, We did have the chance last year to expand to San Antonio, Texas. So we do have some schools there. We have four schools there and a hundred, thanks, a (laughs) hundred kids each weekend take home food there. So if you have any listeners that want to volunteer in San Antonio, please have them visit our website again, Mm -hmm. kitchenonthestreet.org and uh, send an email to the San Antonio branch so that they can get involved. And uh, again, if they want to get their schools involved, I think we could probably work that out. Um, We plan to have more fresh food distribution. We're Mm -hmm. trying to work on some other sources uh, so that we can get more fresh food into the community. And then um, we're also going to do something. It's kind of partnering with these families and putting a mentor in with them and helping them learn how to save money so that, you know, maybe if their car breaks down, it's not such a catastrophe and they don't lose their job because they don't have a way to work anymore. They have a savings account and Mm -hmm. they understand the importance of that. So we're trying to be proactive so that people either can get out of hunger or maybe not ever get into that struggle of food insecurity. Mm-hmm. So we have a few things going on, but I would expect that, um, I would hope that we'll be a superpower in combating uh, hunger in the next five years. That's our plan. Great. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> the less hungry people in Arizona and Texas and the whole uh, United States, uh, quite frankly, the world, the better. Yeah, of course. We're just trying to, you know, do what's right and 
take the cause from that issue because it is really big once people start looking at all the statistics and different things like that and they don't even notice it in their state and before I met you guys in Kitchen on the Street I didn't really realize you know how big of an issue it is of course at the we know it's a big issue but not as that big when it really hits you exactly Mother Teresa gave the greatest quote ever in my opinion she said if you can't feed a hundred people then feed just one Mm -hmm. and if all of your listeners did something to just feed one think Mm -hmm. about the impact of that oh yeah so that's kind of a challenge for you guys so you can definitely try to take that with you but thank you so much for talking with me I really appreciated that and I think it's great that there's actually a charity out there and many charities that we can really you know be involved with Absolutely. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Oh, thank you. And before you go, can you also just recap on the contact information just in case they want to get a hold of Kitchen on the Street or know more about it and the members? Absolutely. Our website is kitchenonthestreet.org. We have a Facebook page, again, Kitchen on the Street, and Mm -hmm. we are on Twitter, Kitchen on the Mm (laughs) Street. Sorry, that's what it is. (laughs) And uh, they can email us at info at kitchenonthestreet.org. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, everybody, let's take a break. I'm going to be talking about my charity platform also this next. So it's kind of like a charity-filled show. But I'm Maddie Rose. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. Find out what's happening on The Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. 
your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for today's kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Maddie Rose. As always, this is the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Network. So we just had an amazing talk with Lisa Scarpinato about Kitchen on the Street. So there's quite a few opportunities that came out of that and the different things that Kitchen on the Street does, all with its own purpose and kind of changing the lives from perspective. Because me, having that opportunity to do so and actually work with them has been great. So I can actually talk from experience and really tell you about all the actions that I've been involved with but one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about also is my charity platform so everybody knows that um, well almost everybody knows that my charity platform is focused around military and really giving back to them and for me not only giving back to the military but I want to give back to all of the branches not just one so that's all five of them and then also I'm willing to help not only the military veterans but I also also want to help the active duty members and also their families. So I'm kind of really involved and I want to help out everybody that's involved with military because I don't think a lot of people really realize everybody that is involved with it because it's not just the actual soldiers and the troops that go out there and really work for that. It's the families too because sometimes money is hard for them as well and People don't see that a lot. But then also the great thing about it is that sometimes they need help too, whether it's moving or getting settled into their new house because sometimes it can be pretty scary moving into a new neighborhood and somebody that you don't really know and then, you know, your soldier just goes off and then it's kind of like you have to deal with that for that moment. But I know because I used to be a military brat myself, but... (laughs) But yes, so it's just something personal to me and I really love doing this, especially seeing the impact on it. And I don't think I could have picked a better charity platform to really represent, especially since it's something I can talk about it. And you guys know I talk a lot, so that is settled itself. But anyways, what I really wanted to talk to you and how you can get involved with my charity platform, because I've talked about a few ways that you can get involved with just about any charity. And that's really, you know, researching what you do. But if you are interested in helping me out with my charity platform, then um, I'm actually working very deeply with Operation Gratitude. I think they're doing some amazing things because they're really actually sending out 
care packages to troops very regularly. And I think that to date, just about a month ago, they sent about 750,000 care packages to the troops. But in fact, they have this new little kind of goal called March to a Million. So they want to get to a million care packages this year. And they're doing great. I think they're almost at about 800,000. So if we get a lot of help, then we can definitely reach that goal. And that would make me very happy, especially since that it's a really great organization and just sending all those care packages, giving the troops food, care, nourishment, you know, the types of things that they need, clean clothes, different things like that. It'll make a big difference, especially being out all the way in a different country or in a different state. It's, you know, something that will give them what they need. But also another thing that I thought was really cool, and I'm actually going to be learning how to do this, so I'm quite excited because I've seen these bracelets, and I, if you don't know, it's um, a paracord bracelet. And a paracord bracelet is basically to the military a survival bracelet, and it's because of the rope that it's made out of it, or the cord, as people say, and I believe it's called a 550 cord. And basically, this is like just the type of military cord that they use. And they use it alone, so they don't always use it on a bracelet. But it is actually the bracelets, they're putting them into survival kits now. So I think that's really great because I just got one at the store the other day. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what it actually was. So I'm going to learn how to make that, and then I'll definitely talk to you guys how you can go I'll go step by step with you so you can make it too maybe you want to make it while you're listening or maybe you want to make it another time but um it'll be so great though at the time when you can actually be very um active with that process overall um it's not quite of a lengthy process it's just like making a bracelet because you have to go step by step in order how to get the laces through because I watched a video and it does look technical. So don't be discouraged if you, you know, get stuck at first and different things like that. And that was my phone ringing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But other than that, like I was saying, is that these are actually going to be bracelets that not only are you going to be able to make them, but we want to send them off to the troops. And, of course, you can wear them, pass them out to your friends, get the awareness out about the actual cause and issue and different things like that. But you can send these all to Operation Gratitude, and their um, actual address is 16444. Refugio, that's R-E-F-U-G-I-O, Road, Encineo, that's E-N-C-I-N-O, California, 91436. So please definitely reach out to them. I know they have an actual website, which is operationgratitude.com. And you can also donate if maybe that you're not as interested in actually doing the bracelets but you still want to help them in a way then donations are welcomed and also just about all of the actual donations you can also ship them to um 1330 victory boulevard and that's van newis and that's v-a-n N-U-Y-S, California, 91406. So you can actually go ahead and send your product donations to them. And then the other address that I gave you, you can do the actual financial 
donations. So any way that you can help, I would so much appreciate that. So hopefully you guys are informed about the cause and I will tell more about it on my show. Maybe we'll have Operation Gratitude sometime on my show. Just watch out for that. So thanks so much for joining us. It's been an awesome show and I'm so glad you could join us for listening to the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network and I'll see you next time. Bye. I'm at a payphone trying to call home All of my change I spent on you Where have the times gone? Baby, it's all wrong Where are the plans we made for two? Yeah, I know it's hard to remember The people we used to be It's even harder to picture That you're not here next to me You say it's too late to make it That you wasted all of our bridges burned out I've wasted my nights You turned out the lights Now I'm paralyzed Still stuck in that time When we called it love But even the sun sets in paradise I'm out of payphone Trying to call home All of our change I've spent
you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.